Border Dance with your host Yasmina Ramsey, where we explore how world dance expresses the inexpressible and helps us to understand the meaning of our existence. Snoopy, also known as Matthew Cuff, helped introduce the dance art of voguing internationally by being featured on So You Think You Can Dance Canada and CBC Arts' The Move. He was part of Canada's first official ballroom house, the House of Monroe. Snoopy is a graduate of the School of Toronto Dance Theatre and has a background in hip-hop. He has battled some of the greatest voguers in New York City, taught voguing in Russia, and performed with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Snoopy is now working towards establishing the art of voguing on main stages for dance with an ensemble of vogue dancers. He is an exciting artist who I'm sure you will want to follow. Hi, Matthew. Thank you for coming today. I'm really happy to have this chance to meet you and talk to you. And what should I call you? Should I call you Matt or Matthew or Snoopy? You can call me Snoopy, and it's my pleasure to be here. So I first found out about you um, because I'm on the committee at Dance Ontario Board for deciding who is going to be the two creative partnership artists for the following year at Dance Ontario Dance Weekend. You know, we have to read a lot and watch a lot of videos, and it can be arduous. Yeah. It's not that much fun. <laughs> yeah. But every now and then, every couple of years or something, something really stands out as like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Nice, yeah. And you were that for sure. And my colleagues, they, believe, they agreed. We all agreed. Yay. So uh, you're one of our chosen artists for this year. And... Um, for me personally, why it was so exciting is because when I read your story, I found this, uh, a kindred spirit in the sense of my dance form, mostly popularly known as belly dance. I don't like to use that term, but, but when I started 40 years ago, um, it was definitely not considered art. And mm-hmm. I had tried to join things like Dance Umbrella, and they said, no, what you do is not dance. So oh, wow. I've gone from that to being funded by the Canada Council and, you know, performance of 45 musicians and dancers, uh, and went from, I could tell you some horror stories of what I went mm-hmm. through. So I completely empathize with your struggle of taking an, uh, an art form that's not considered mainstream art and trying to push that envelope and get it onto main, main stages for dance. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm here to like cheer you on big time. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. So I understand you started with, you've studied many styles of dance. And yes. then out of all that, the passion was really with the voguing. Yeah, so I basically um, fell in love with dance because I have three older brothers and they're all good at everything. And it was hard to like be in their shadows. I was like, what am I going to do to set myself aside from them? And I found a show in school and I loved the feeling of being on stage. And I said, and I saw music videos, commercial dance, and I was like, I want it. I can do this. I I feel the passion for it. So I should go through with it. So that's what kind of drove me to dance per se. And from there, I started hip hop, and then as I, I fell in love with other genres, and I always appreciated like exploring other genres of dance because I felt like it would make you a stronger dancer. What genres of dance did you study? Um, when I first started, I started off in a hip hop dance troupe, and we just trained and 
got better with choreography and then like hip hop basically. And then it wasn't until like the So You Think and So You Think and Dance um, frenzy where where I saw other genres of dance exposed like to the mainstream. I saw contemporary. I saw I saw jazz, and I saw that all these dancers were able to do all these other genres. And I said, if I want to do this, um, be a part of this industry, I think to be strong, I want to like tackle every genre and just appreciate every genre of dance. That was my main goal, just to be like the like a salad of dance as a dancer. <laughs> I love that expression. <laughs> yeah. And then when did you discover voguing? Vogue. So after, when did I discover Vogue? Oh yeah. So when I when I was with my hip hop troupe, my friends, they were they were just showing me voguing, but it didn't really look too pleasing. I was like, what are they doing? It didn't. It was kind of off putting because I guess they weren't the greatest at it yet. But it wasn't until like we were all hanging out, and then I went to a friend's house, and then they were watching like ballroom clips of like voguing and balls and. And I saw like a clip of Leomi. She's like an iconic um, voguer. And then when I saw this clip and I saw how free they were, they free they were in their skin and how they were just embodying the movement and the music, I was like, I have to learn this. Like I need to learn this. It looks so spiritual. It looks magical. It looks uplifting. And I just dove right in. <laughs> I understand that there's quite a narrative with the dance. And there's, it's kind of a form of competition and that you're mm-hmm. speaking with your movements in kind of a, I don't know, maybe a one-upmanship. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if, if you watch like the, the documentary on um, Paris is Burning, they explain like voguing is shade. And basically, as opposed to violence, um, two vogers would go on the, on the floor and throw shade, like a form of like um, physical, like a form of insult. You basically out showing the other competitor and then you leave it on the floor and you hug it out and then you bring it back the next battle. What is the competition about? Why are compete, people competing with each other? Because a, um, a lot of youth, queer youth were ostracized and they didn't have like a family and they were either abandoned. So they would join houses. Houses are as like your gay chosen family. And then basically you go to these balls and you compete with your family. Wow. And it's like, it's like, a, it's like, it's a bonding thing. It's like a, it's a yeah. it's an outlet for like um queer you to for it was an outlet for queer you to um express themselves basically, right? Instead of assert their identity. Yeah. What is a ballroom? Why the name ballroom? A lot of the um competitions would take places in big ballrooms. So if you watch like um, if like I said, if you watch Paris is Burning, you'll see a lot of the balls happen in these big open ballrooms when um competitors with um compete it would like be like a catwalk style and there'd be like an aisle of people on either side mm-hmm. and so why you have this burning desire i mean i understand why but you <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to take this art form to mainstream dance and mm-hmm. have it presented at things like dance ontario dance weekend flex theater etc um just like you i've been on like a few i've been on a panel for like a mini grants and i saw like i know what it's like to like read through a lot of um the same things nothing really jumps out and i've been a part of dance dance ontario for um for two i think for two to two to three performances and i found like a lot of the stuff was the same like nothing was really um speaking to me as far as like the diversity goes in canada or just in the arts it took me a while to come up, get the courage to do chromatic at like a, a, a smaller dance showcase because a lot of people were like taking Vogue and like appropriating it and then throwing it into their pieces here and there and not really 
having an in-depth connection to it. And I was like, it's time to like show this art form because it's, it's beautiful, it's uplifting, and it's very impactful. So it was like, it's time to like bring this beautiful art form to a bigger stage. Cause I'm like, every time somebody's, every time I, somebody's, um, I know sees well for the first time, they're like, their, their jaw drops and they're like, they're just amazed by it. So I'm like, it's about time. It's, it's more, it's out there more. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you hope audiences will take away from it? Or what do you think audiences will, how will it affect them? I think it will affect them in a very positive way because it's always a, it's always a great thing to open your eyes to like other art forms and other genres and other communities, because it's also good to uplift like um, smaller um, other, other genres that don't get enough light Cause it's like very, it's very heavy with, with what genres get portrayed as um, for the theater. So I think everything is for the theater, no matter where it comes from, no matter who does it. So I, I'm, I want people to leave with like, experience of like joy because i feel like with me with my vogue it brings me joy so i hope they leave with that and an understanding of another um arts community Mm -hmm. i found um with my art form taking it to the main theater main dance theaters i had to adjust it a little bit Mm -hmm. almost take some some are losing the baby with the bathwater kind of idea, mm-hmm. um, but the because it's not in, it's supposed to be in that environment, it's supposed to be in a more communal, natural family type environment as opposed to a proscenium stage in a theater. But by doing so, it caused audiences to see my dance form in a very different light than how they had the preconceptions of it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, in that sense, it was very valuable. Um, do, do you have that same kind of, like, do you think you're going to need to, how do you say, jig it a little Alter bit? Alter it? Yes. Def- definitely, because when you, when, when Balmer was very, was very underground, it was very intimate, it was very for us, by us. So when you bring it to a bigger stage, you're not going to get maybe all the aspects of it. You're just going to get, like, doses of it. Because when you go to a ball, it's usually, like, at a, a club it's very like um, it's very close. It's very like everybody's like crowding the floor, and you feel everybody's energy. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when you're putting it on stage, it's going to be bigger, open, and lights. So that's going to be one of the things I have to adapt to because it's like I have to bring ballroom to a bigger stage now. But you're definitely going to get the passion of ballroom because like one one of the things with ballroom is you're always going to see the passion of ballroom regardless of where it is and. Just it's just a matter of where it's coming from and who it's coming from. So um, they're definitely going to get ballroom. It's not going to be as intimate as like going to a ball, but they're definitely going to get a show per se. Mm-hmm. Besides throwing shade, I mean, actually, when I read your description, that was the first time I, I had a little bit of knowledge of voguing, but not a lot. Um, that was the first time I understood this idea of throwing shade and competitive. I thought it was affirmation of. Um, I'm here, I'm out here, I'm proud, uh, I have a lot to say, I have a lot to say, and how do you say, I am strong because of the suffering I have had to endure by mm-hmm. being different. Mm-hmm. Is that part most, of most definitely, beyond like the shade and the competitiveness, there's like, voguing is essentially a celebration of oneself to allowing them, to, to bringing them to an understanding that like, I'm here and I'm, I'm worth something. Cause a lot of, um, like I said, 
ostracized youth, queer youth who come to, who Vogue, especially trans women, men and women who Vogue, they, what happens was um, they're celebrating their bodies. They're celebrating their spirituality. They're celebrating their sexuality. They're celebrating the love of movement, the the love of music. So a lot of the times when you see people Voguing, it's coming from a very spiritual, personal place. That's why it's like really offensive when people like, make a mockery of it or they just take it and they throw it into things because a lot of people, a lot of, um, voguing for a lot of my friends was like their livelihood. Like it was what got them out of the bed in the morning. It's what like motivated them. It's when it's what stopped them from just having terrible thoughts. Like the music, the moment the music came on and they started voguing, all of their worries in their world just went away. So, um, there's a lot more to vogue than just like, um, like um, com- com- competition. It's like I said, um, for example, an icon, he told me when um, femme queens or trans women were voguing and they were touching their, their bodies, it can come off as cockiness, but he told me it was for essentially they're celebrating their new bodies or new, their transformation. So when, I saw, when, I, when I, he told me that, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. That makes so much more sense. It's so much more in depth than what people see it from like, from the outside, like there's a lot, it's, it's a lot about Vogue that people um, could learn about. Mm-hmm. So you feel basically that Voguing has a lot to offer the society at large. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's kind of on the fringes, people can kind of abuse it and just take parts of it and yeah. appropriate it in the way that they want without the history and the depth of the meaning. Mm-hmm. So by you bringing it to the stage, you're hoping to share that deeper aspect so that mm-hmm. um, it can affect people. Because when you yes. see the real thing, like you've seen, and like I know in other, when you see the real thing, then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> like <this is> powerful <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately. It's definitely, it's definitely making us reach because like from when I started voguing to now, it's like, it's really mainstream now, but it's still, it still has a, lo- a long way to go before like, reaches the masses because I, I find it surprising that I still um, ask people here if they know what voguing is and they, still, and they still don't they haven't seen it and I'm like come on you have to not, like expose yourself to this stuff it's amazing you know when I read your application I thought we how come this hasn't already happened I mean it's not like I know a lot about voguing but surely it's it's a powerful dance form it's been around for a while and people know about it enough that Madonna did a whole bit about it. So mm-hmm. if that happened, how come it isn't already mainstream? How come it isn't being shared with everybody? You know, I was kind of surprised. Like it hit me like, huh, it's about mm-hmm. time. <laughs> it was just probably probably the, the climate of the time because a lot of the time it was like maybe back then people just weren't ready for it. And now it's just like now in the time we live in, it's like people want, people are ready for it now. I can tell. Mm, right. Yeah. There's more discussion. So is there um, your creative process when your idea to take this dance form, there's normally in an intimate crowded ballroom, lots of energy mm-hmm. uh, and you're taking it to kind of a, not stale, but a little bit cold situation of a theater where you can't mm-hmm. interact. How are you going to bring that energy do you know or do you think the dance itself the movement the dancers will speak for themselves like you don't really need to do much um i think this time around i will definitely rely on my my posse my my group because a lot of them have their own stories and i feel like 
the beautiful thing about voguing is no two people vogue alike and everybody has their own story. So I feel like within all of us, we can come up with many stories and come up with a, like a whole dialogue of movements and just make magic on that stage. Cause I know the art form of Vogue can be, um, can be transposed and generated in so many different ways. And I feel like that's going to be the fun with it. Cause I think, because the fact that we're bringing Vogue to the stage, is going to just, we're going to come up to that challenge because we like to put, we like to be um, thrown and put in awkward situations as far as like performing Vogue and how big we can make it and how, <laughs> how like how uncomfortable we can make the audience feel with it, like in a good way though. Yeah. So I'm excited to like make the audience like feel our energy. So I think adapting it to a stage would be, wouldn't be what's not going to be hard. It's like, if anything, we're going to have fun with it and we're just going to embrace the fact that we're here and we're just going to give it our all. If you have ensemble work, will it always be a solo and another solo or two soloists working off of each other? Or will there ever be ensemble work where everybody's, you know, in unison in a sense? We're going to basically work off of like the structure of the ensemble work that we've done earlier. And I want to explore like um, breaking off and like playing with solos and definitely duets. Because I feel like um, you can do a lot with voguing as far as like movement wise. And it's going to be amazing to put voguing on a stage with that, like that with lighting and playing with like different stories and moods, all the layers that Vogue can be brought in. So what's your vision for the future? My vision for the, whoa, that's a big question. So my vision for the future is to definitely, I want to leave my footprints in the sands as far as the dance industry goes here. I know like steadily I'm doing it, but I want to, I want to bring Vogue to like, the world. I want to like share my passion of Vogue and also I want to share my passion of dance. I want everybody to know who, what Voguing is. I don't want, I don't want anybody to be like, what's that? Mm-hmm. I want um, everybody to embrace it, everybody to just love it and everybody to, and I want more diversity as far as like um, the Dance Ontario stage goes. Like this is only the beginning. Like I feel yeah. like we're just the catalyst of what's to come in the sure. future for dance, for the, um, the commissions. And how do you feel if one day everybody wants to be a Vogue dancer and there's schools of Vogue and they're Ooh. opening up all over the place and kids are signing up at age six and um, everybody wants their kid enrolled and how do you feel about that? That's another thing I would love. I, w- I want Vogue to be in like, um, like the repertoire of like dance. I want it to be like you, want, you go to a dance school like, a, like an early and then in Vogue is like one of the courses that you have to take an in-depth course of voguing even even all the way down to like the youth because i feel like youth can definitely embrace it and take it to um take it further and just like yeah because i feel like voguing um is definitely like like i said it's a self-expression dance so you can just like definitely i think it can help the youth a lot especially like with um expressing themselves because like me being in school was like hard to express myself. So I feel like if I had Vogue back then, that would definitely have been easier for me. So I'm definitely looking forward to like having Vogue on that spectrum of in schools and worldwide. I can see, see myself, I'm shy basically, wanting to sign up for a class like that because I really see it as like putting yourself out there, not hiding mm-hmm. behind steps or technique or yes. you either put your whole force of your personality out there 
or the rest is moot, really. That's what it seems to me for that dance style. So I could see it could help anybody of any age or sex or from any part mm -hmm. of society or any country in the world that it would Definitely. be a beneficial healing kind of dance to do for your, your soul. <laughs> yes, voguing does not discriminate. Voguing is for everybody. Just make sure you know where it comes from and take the time to like appreciate like the, um, the icons and the people who've laid out the blueprints of Vogue. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I think without uh, that kind of history, it's empty. It's meaningless. It's just yeah. movements. Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. You have to identify with its history. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I can probably tell you like timeline of my voguing stories. <laughs> so after I was exposed to um, voguing by my friends, he basically took us under his wing and we, he made us go to his house and watch Paris is Burning and he taught us how to vogue. And then once, he, once I saw the film, I was more appreciative of it because I was like, oh my goodness, this is like, I see like this is our lives. This is like, this is so much, it's more in depth. There's more layers to it. So I took it very seriously from then. And then as a group, we collectively came up with the House of Monroe. It was the first um, mainstream ballroom house in Canada. And we were like a performance troupe. And then I was eager to like travel in Vogue because my, my goal was to like, once I saw the icons, I was like, I need to be as good as them. I need to get out there. So what happened was I went to a Kiki ball and in the US and then I had a good time. Like when I, once I felt that energy in New York, I was just like, this is intense. So I just kept at it. And it was kind of hard for me to juggle voguing with like um, other genres of dance. Cause like back then, like it was like hidden. It wasn't like out there like it is now. So I found that often I was like living a, like a double life. Like, okay, let me vogue in the evenings. And like during the day, I'm going to be doing hip hop and whatever, what, whatnot. So it was kind of a juggle until like later on, I just accepted like, this is what it is. I do both. Let me just embrace it. And then after being in Monroe for a little while, I wanted to spread my wings. Um, I joined a, a, an American house called La Van. And basically, um, just from, from going to balls and traveling, I met people and then I got offered to join the house. And yeah. And now this project is all, it's your baby, the one you're yes. going Yes. And Chromatic was your baby. Yes, it was my baby. So how I got into Chromatic was, um, there's an artist called Delay K47. She's very out there with her music. It's very uppity. It's very, um, it's like, it's very queer friendly music. Like it has like a lot of house beats. It's like very um, vogable and just like, it matches like the aesthetic of voguing. So when I saw her videos, I'm like, she's amazing. Like I love her, her energy and her style. So, and then when I heard this song, I was like, this song is perfect. And I thought of the rainbow, like the, um, the pride flag. I'm like, let me, do a, let me do a piece that represents all lanes and aspects of um, LGBT and allies and voguing and the community and bring it to a piece. And then when I brought it to like a smaller showcase stage, Choreographer's Ball, um, it got like an amazing response. And I'm like, thank you, because it's like, it's been so long that I've been seeing like voguing plopped in here and there in pieces and this hasn't been really, it wasn't really authentic. And I was like, this is, a, this is the first moment that like a full length Vogue piece was on a stage, especially on a stage that was meant for like um, hip hop and contemporary audiences. Mm -hmm. So they're watching it like, oh my gosh, we, 
we came and busted through the doors in our bright colors and then it was just like amazing. So it was definitely a statement that we made and I was happy to do it. And I'm, I'm definitely excited to make it bigger and better. Like I wanted to like dissect it, pull it apart and just make it grander for the bigger stage. Mm-hmm. And then bigger and bigger stages and bigger budgets. Yes. <laughs> and you, and then, then the musical, then the movie, then everything else. Yes. Oh, wow. You really have your... your uh, <laughs> I don't think I ever planned out my future. It just happened. But that, um, that's great. You're young and you've got it all <laughs> set up. <laughs> so would the movie be more documentary, like uh, telling the history and everything of the art form or... Oh, no, no, I, just, I, just, I, was just, I was just aiming high. I'm just saying, I was just like, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I was just putting it out there. So you already have a plan. <laughs> yes. No, 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 not yet. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so you've been to New York. You've watched it in New York, performing it here in Toronto. Have you been anywhere else in the world and seen voguing? Oh, my goodness. So for a long while, I wanted to go to Paris because like they had they have like they had a blossoming scene and it grew so fast and just watching clips on YouTube I felt their energy and I always told myself oh it's too expensive to go to, to Paris it's too far I have nowhere to stay it's going to be too much and it wasn't until I manifested it and I was just like you know what Matthew if you're going to do this you have to think you have to think change the way your thought process so it wasn't until I said and you know what Matthew you're going to go to or Snoopy you're going to go to Paris and you're going to live your life in the Vogue in Paris. And then within like six months, I planned it and I went over there. I created a storm. Like I ended up making it to like the last, the finals. Mm -hmm. And then people were like, where's he from? And like, I'm from Canada. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a, that was a big highlight moment for me. Um, As far as like ballroom and voguing, I went over to Paris and I was just like, I got to see Paris. Like for one, Paris is a beautiful city. And I got to vogue there and meet so much people. And it was just a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, just being on um, Instagram, um, I met somebody, her name's Kira. She, she trains um, rhythmic gymnastics on a national level. She, um, we got introduced on Instagram and basically she asked me to teach each other Vogue. And then within a year, we, came, we became very great friends. And then I think the following year, she took me over to Moscow. And then I got to see Moscow and I just got to, um, I got to teach some of her kids um, voguing. It was like her rhythmic gymnastics camp because rhythmic gymnastics is very, well, rhythmic gymnastics is very disciplined. It's very, it's very, uh, I don't want to say stiff, but it's very just like mm-hmm. rigid and just like, mm-hmm. so um, whereas like she wanted me to teach them voguing because it'll help them loosen up and just like have fun with just expressing themselves. And then meeting them from day one until like the week two, they were just, it was like, it was like beautiful. They were like so open. They were so happy. They were just like, they were ecstatic. They just, they couldn't, they couldn't stop hugging me. And they were like, oh my goodness, we love, we like, you're like Snoopy, Snoopy, Snoopy. So it was like a, it was a blessing to get to teach Vogue in another um, country and just in another, on the other side of the world. So that was yeah. a blessing as well too. Yeah. You must have really shook things up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where did voguing start? Which city did it start in? New York City was like the epicenter of it. And basically people would travel from like Europe to go compete in um, New York. And what happened was like um, ballrooms out there, there was talent all over the world. They, ex- they opened other chapters of houses. So for example, there's like, say there's a house of, um, the house of Revlon is in New York. That's, that's just an example. Or the mm-hmm. house of La Beige is in New York. 
they're going to have people competing from Europe and if they see talents in Europe, they're going to open a chapter in Europe. So that's how like Bomb just spread, it, spread its wings and just like went all over the world. And are these houses like teams sort of or schools? Yeah, like I said, you're like your, you're like your chosen family because a lot of the times voguing or being a part of the ballroom scene, you may not fit in necessarily in other scenes, mm-hmm. depending on where you're from mm-hmm. or what kind of family you're in. So me being a part of a Christian, Jamaican family is very hard for me to just express myself or just be myself within that household. Mm-hmm. So me finding an outlet like ballroom was a blessing for me because I could just genuinely be myself and just express myself through voguing. So belonging to a house is, is, is a sense of a f- another family that you can belong to. Yeah. So last year I did um, invited to perform with TSO and they were doing collaborative with like um, seven dancers from different genres. So I got to vogue with um, the symphony and I got to um, dance. So to... just, just to be clear, because uh, audiences who don't know that TSO is the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was, that was a hidden blessing because I didn't realize how much of an impact it was. I don't think I don't think people really go to live music, so that was a big first for me. And just being putting being voguing being in that arena or that stage on that stage was very impactful because it just opened a lot of doors and opened a lot of eyes for people who haven't seen Vogue and have no idea what it was. It was definitely a blessing because it was like voguing to live music is completely different from like voguing to like the house music that. Well, music is um, generally um, performed to, and it was just it was just a blessing. And I I made a post about it on my Instagram, and I'd be getting like such great feedback. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how impactful it was. What kind of music did they play for you? So for me, what they did was they took Madonna's Vogue and mm, they put it okay. on the live orchestra. Wow! And it was just like hearing the Madonna the track, and then hearing it live on an orchestra is like is like yeah. night and day. Yeah. And it was just like, it was very moving and spiritual for me just to be on that stage and just like be in that space. And I got to perform for kids, adults. I think one of the mayors was there one time. It was just like, it was, a, it was a blessing. It was so much fun. So yeah, that's how that came about. Joy of Dance asked me to join them on, on this collaboration and it was a blessing. Hmm. It was definitely a highlight in mm-hmm. my, um, my voguing timeline or my dance timeline. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like a conduit and at, at a most important time in history, we'll look back to this time way in the future in history when <laughs> voguing is just like every other dance that everybody does. Mm-hmm. This is the moment when it, because many dance forms are like that. They, are, they start underground yeah. and um, they're not accepted, including ballet for a long time. We think of it as this, you know, the pinnacle of dance, but for a long time it was on the fringes and then eventually something happens and comes to the mainstream. So you're definitely a conduit of that. Yay, <laughs> I'm excited. It's my pleasure to share it because um, I, the love I have for it, I'm always more than happy to share it and expose it to the world. Let the world see voguing. Well, Snoopy, I wish you all the luck in the world and I can't wait to see your performance in January. I don't know if it's going to be just virtual or in a theater yet. We don't know about that. Yes, um, we will see. Stay tuned. (laughs) 
Either way, I'm sure I'll see you live some sometime soon, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much okay. for having me. It was a pleasure. Okay. okay. Take care. Bye. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you for joining me, your host, Yasmina Ramsey, for this week's episode of Deeper Dance. If you would like more information, please check out my website at yasminaramseyarts.com. I hope you join me next week with more fascinating guests and more ideas to ponder inspired by dance. Thank you.